This episode of The Energy Pipeline is sponsored by Caterpillar Oil & Gas. Since the 1930s, Caterpillar has manufactured engines for drilling, production, well service, and gas compression. With more than 2,100 dealer locations worldwide, Caterpillar offers customers a dedicated support team to assist with their premier power solutions. The Energy Pipeline is your lifeline to all things oil and gas, to drill down deep into the issues impacting our industry. From the frack site to the future of sustainability, hear more about industry issues, tools, and resources to streamline and modernize the future of oil and gas. Welcome to the Energy Pipeline. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Energy Pipeline. It's me, your host, Jordan Yates. And today I am joined by my co-host, Lizzie. Lizzie, say hi. Hey, everyone. Good to be back. It is good to have you back, Lizzie. We have missed you. We have also brought on another guest who happens to be a Caterpillar employee as well, Miss Brandy English. Brandy, it is so good to have you on. Say hi, hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Isn't it so weird when you're like talking to people who aren't actually there? It feels a little strange. <laughs> I just imagine there's like an audience sitting out there and I'm like speaking out to them and then it feels a little bit less weird. So welcome to podcasting. (laughs) And thank you everyone listening. Yeah, (laughs) there will be people hearing this, so it'll, it'll play well. Um, (laughs) Lizzie, can you just get us started with some questions so we can get to know Brandy? Yeah. Hey Brandy, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and can you share a bit about your journey in the oil and gas industry? Like, what motivated you to enter this field? Oh, because you can make a lot of money. (laughs) Girl, yeah. Yeah, that's why I did it. I was literally so broke. I wanted to make money. And I was like, petroleum engineers make a lot of money. I want to make money. It's not a bad reason. That's my big reason. (laughs) So transitioning from hospitality into oil and gas, I found my nook. And I actually just really grew to like oil and gas in addition to like the benefits of having a a nice ice check. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's completely valid because, you know, as much as we like to pretend otherwise, like money does matter and oil and gas very much so rewards the people who are in it. And a lot of people see that as a huge plus to the industry. It's absolutely no secret that that's why a lot of people like doing it. Um, besides from that, would you say that, you know, having your siblings be in the industry, did they speak highly of it? Did it make you excited to be a part of it? Absolutely. So kind of seeing the benefits and the opportunities more or less that arose and their respective like careers was just really Mm -hmm. attractive. They never seemed boxed in to what they could or couldn't do. There was always an open door for them to like you know, expand on their own curiosities um, and the company really backed them on it. So it was really cool to see that um, as a nice little perk. That's something that I wanted. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who could blame you for wanting that? Uh, (laughs) So I I guess then you kind of came into this career later after you'd already started in hospitality, like you said. So it wasn't like you grew up and you're like, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. It was more just like, Hey, that looks like a pretty good idea. Like I'm interested. And would you say that like, you've been pretty happy? Absolutely. So far? It's been really a, a fun little journey that I've been on. I think. Yeah. I love to hear it. So now that you've been in this 
this industry for a bit. I think you may have noticed. How long has it been since you started? Um, 2015, so eight years. Okay, so you probably noticed when you got in here that it's a bit more of a male-dominated field, and I I think we're not shocking anybody by saying this. Um, But throughout the years, it has become more popular for women to get into this industry. Obviously, look at the three of us ladies right here right now on an industry podcast. What would you say is kind of the benefit to having this diversity grow in the industry? Like, have you ever like put much thought into that or is it something that maybe not crosses your mind as much? I don't think as far as like your actual question has ever crossed my mind, but I think I've mm-hmm. recognized in several times and in several meetings when I am the only woman in the room. Um, but I also recognize that I am given a voice. I'm giving an opportunity to, um, express and contribute to whatever the project may be and it's it's been a nice welcome um at the Mm -hmm. same time you know there are opportunities or not opportunities there are just instances where you know you find yourself um being asked to do maybe some stereotypical um things like you know arranging for a shuttle service or, you know, very kind of like administrative. And I think that goes into like people just don't understand um, what it is that you do and how you fit into mm-hmm. um, the project or whatever, um, you know, collaboration that you may be a part of. So I really hate the stereotype that women are good at admin because I'm so bad at admin. I'm like, don't put a don't put a calendar in front of me. Don't ask me to schedule something. Like I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Like uh, these are the stereotypes that need to be broken because I do yeah. not like yeah. admin. Well, I think all of us are you know working our way to break those stereotypes too. So it's not as heavy as like as I've experienced before, um, you know, yeah. but it's, it's something to like recognize and something to come like with your A game every day to know, like you are just mm-hmm. as valued, um, you know, to yourself and to the collaborative project and so forth. So, so Brandy, here's another question for you. What advice do you have for emerging professionals? You know, this is something I always like to seek out. What do people recommend? What have they learned? I, I I have a notebook of compiled advice over the years. Uh, What would you say to young women entering this industry? I would say take initiative and don't be scared to like insert yourself and to learn beyond the scope of the department that you're in. I think this industry values uh, people who know more than just kind of what they what their job description is, so to speak. Um, So in my role, I have had a lot of experience and kind of uh, considered an extension to some of project management teams. And I think because of that closeness, I was able to like learn, speak the same language as them. And it's really valued and been able to enhance the work that I'm able to execute and have them bring me in because they recognize the support that I give them. So definitely stay outside of the box all the time would be some advice that I, I would give someone. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's good advice. That's good. I, I think being able to do more and take more on, and like you said, project management, I, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, I like that. So I, I, I guess something that's it, it just kind of came to my mind as you're saying that, you know, as you're doing things outside of your job description, going from being in an industry like hospitality to like oil and gas manufacturing, what you're doing, even though it's marketing, it's so much more technical because the product is just so very different. How has that been like adapting to a more technical product rather than something that might be more straightforward? Yeah. Well, I think that one of the differences, you know that that product can do so much for the industry and you're just not mm-hmm. focused on one hotel, one sales goal revenue, you know the benefit of what it is that you're doing. And so I'm still learning and I'm still able to like grow my mind and that just has stimulated so much creativity, you know, in the work that I do um, as a market uh, oil and gas professional to really just enhance and find creative avenues to discuss technical um, pro- the technicalities of products and going about it in that way. So it's it's really fun because you're like, oh, that's what that meant, or that's what that does, and they are relatable because it's in your everyday life too. So it's pretty cool. Brandy, what does a typical day in the life of Brandy look like? Oh, goodness. <laughs> Start with as soon okay. as you're out of bed. Well, what do you do? I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I guess after I get to the office and settled, you know, I really just reflect on that day's priorities because one thing in the oil and gas industry and in marketing is no two days are the exact same. So it's always making sure that you have the bandwidth and time management or, and have, uh, that you always have the bandwidth to kind of achieve those goals that you've set out for your week, for yourself for the week, um, in addition to finding opportunities that you yourself can grow as well. So a day in the life of Brandy as a marketer is is different. Um, like for instance, today, you know, we had lots of our end of week collaboration calls, understanding what uh, we accomplished, what the next week looks like. And we have a new member on our team that I'm helping transition into his role. So next week, there'll probably be a lot of that involved in addition to some stakeholder reviews um, and potentially like a photo shoot. So it's always exciting. Um, But I, Lizzie, there's no day that's the same. I can say that with lots of confidence. (laughs) It it keeps it interesting, that's for sure. Um, so we had a, a silly question, which honestly, I guess I thought this being a sort of women in the industry podcast that it would be like all depressing and like, oh, it's so hard being a woman. So I was like, had a question that said on a lighter note, but honestly, we don't need to be on a lighter note. The the note is light. Like, I feel like it's been, you know, like you've had a good experience and I love that for you. But nonetheless, the question is fun. So I have to ask it. Um if you could compare your experience in the oil and gas industry to any famous movie or fictional character, who or what would it be and why? This is the one question that I was hoping wasn't going to be asked. 
Girl, it's a fun question. Uh, it's, I was like, there's so many. I don't know. I kind of like, you know, in Devil Wears Prada, there's Anne Hathaway who rises yes. like you know, and shows like her capability and skills and, you know, being a woman in fashion and kicking butt. Like that's actually a really cool like movie to kind of compare being specifically a woman into. Like, you know, when you reach your accomplishments mm-hmm. and your goals, it just feels like you're on top of the world. And I don't know if men feel like that, but I know I feel like that for sure. And I think it may be a shared feeling amongst the ladies. So I'm going to go with that one. Uh, it's it's That's a really good comparison, actually, because it's it's so realistic in the sense that it's literally like somebody doing their job, accomplishing it. It's not like, yeah, I'm Hulk and I love smashing things. And like, that's what oil and gas feels like. <laughs> Maybe from the uh, right, so so. Yeah, <laughs> your answer was awesome. Uh, Lizzie, what what do you want to build on from there? I know I'm like teeing us up for like any direction possible. <laughs> um, uh, so you talked about, uh, Brandy, you have a dog. I do. I want to know about work-life balance because all I have are dogs now as well. <laughs> and I'm just wondering if you have any tips for me. What it, the energy sector is very demanding, both professionally and your personal life. And, you know, you see a lot of people working a lot of long hours. Um, how do you find balance yeah. between work and um, and life? So I think it's important to know, like, work-life balance is customizable to anyone. So if you choose to, like, engulf yourself in the news every night and then wake up in the morning and you know, take that information to apply it to what today's objectives are. That's one example. My work-life balance, I think, is to always be open when I see um, opportunities outside of the office to learn about oil and gas, keep up with it. I kind of think this is an easy industry to keep up with because it affects your day-to-day life whether it's gas prices or, you know, what's going on in the in some Permian Basin and there's a job surge there. Um, but I also ref- um, take the time to hang out with my dog and my friends to rejuvenate and recharge. Uh, that's also a big thing for me, like understanding how I recharge um, and when I need it. I am a big list person. So when I'm in doubt, make a list, figure it out, do your own kind of matrix uh, just to get back on track. So I don't know if that was very clear, Lizzie, to help you in your own, but I think it's, uh, you know, (laughs) hang out with your dogs as much as you need to. (laughs) If there is a, a time where there was a bring your dog to work day, I would be one of those people. So I love it. I love it. So I'm happy to work from home because every day is a bring your dog to work day and we encourage it. <laughs> it it's, it's fun though, like hearing you go through this because some, something that's going through my head through this episode is just like 
the idea of, you know, we assume like who our listener base is, maybe it's men, maybe they're in the industry, maybe it's young people in college. Like, and a lot of times I try to think like, who are we speaking to when we're saying this? Like, what message are we trying to get across? And I think right now, like the cool thing is, is like, say young women are listening, say women who've been in it a while are listening. I think a takeaway so far is just that like, Brandy, you're just, you're just, doing your job you're just living your life and like it's a very normal like existence you have within this industry like being a woman in this industry is like so much less profound than people make it out to be and I feel like you're such a good example of like you get up you do your job you are excited about it you play with your dog like you're just doing the (laughs) thing and I love that and I, I think it's it's cool that you're just like showing us that like it's it's just a normal thing for women to work in this industry and i think you're doing a really good job at showcasing it so far so i just want to say thank <laughs> well, you for you're that. more than welcome so yeah i'm not saying it's not something that you don't recognize you know from the mm-hmm. you know you could call it lack of diversity in the office or um, acknowledging, you know, yourself sometimes that you are the only woman in the room. You could, you know, there have been times when I put pressure on myself, like if I'm going to be in this room, I will represent the woman, the women of the industry, you know, to the best of my capabilities. Um, Because, you know, you do set an example and sometimes you may be the only outlet if people want to have that mindset of men versus versus women or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you do in a sense have that responsibility to show your best foot and to represent for all of us. So that's what I think we all try and do. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely, Brandy. And, and you, you touched on about how sometimes we are the only uh, woman in the room. It can be hard. But in this industry, how do you think that will change Let's say in the next 10 years, how do you think the oil and gas industry will evolve in terms of gender diversity yeah. in the next decade? It'll go from one woman to two. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's a great statistic. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I just think naturally there will uh, be more of a leadership position uh, influence coming from women. And that's just because they're doing their job and they're kicking ass and they are on their next phase of their growth and their career. And if you look at the history of the oil and gas you know, industry, it has been male-dominated. And it's only recently that women have really started to emerge. And I don't see that slowing down. Absolutely. And something I just kind of had a thought about, um, which is kind of like a question for you, Lizzie and Brandy is Lizzie, you did mechanical engineering in school, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. So so did I. And so like, I was used to being the only woman in the room for like four and a half years. And so when I went to the industry, I was like, okay, like this is no different. Like I get it. It's normal. And Lizzie, I'm sure you experienced that too. Uh, but Brandy, like, was it kind of shocking when you showed up and realized that? Cause I guess doing marketing, hospitality, all that, you probably weren't as conditioned to that. So how did that feel when you showed up and you're like, where are the girls at? <laughs> yeah. And to add to it, when I first started, I was, um, on a team of women and then my next job, I was on a team where it was just myself and 
uh, my director, who was a woman as, as well. Um, but I think I had mentally kind of prepared for it, just kind of having that insight with my siblings. I was also part of the National Society of Black Engineers, um, which reflected you know, the diversity. There are a lot of women in it, but there are also more men. So it wasn't as shocking, but every once in a while I would be taken back to say, it's just me, or I walk into a room and, you know, it's just us. And sometimes you can't help but notice, you know, the marketing department or my my team that I'm on, you know, has a lot of majority women on it. And when we have a guy on the team it's like whoa <laughs> welcome to the ladies club <laughs> so I mean I don't know if it's like that for y'all opposite you know welcome to the boys club but it's you know it's it's fun to acknowledge it's also important to acknowledge I think as well so absolutely yeah I guess we got to get the the guy from marketing on and see what it's like being a man in marketing and how we can he just him. started so give him some time <laughs> let us <laughs> we'll, we'll leave him be for a bit we don't want to harass him just yet <laughs> save those questions so yeah absolutely so since you've started at Caterpillar which is you know a very impressive company to be at would you have any like projects or things you've been a part of that you could tell us about that have been really exciting for you to be a part yeah, of? Yeah, so I mean, I think every project is exciting to be a part of. <laughs> There's my blanket statement. Um, but you know, we are a team, and I think that every project, to be quite frank, is. Uh, really important. Um, you kind of find a bit of everyone's expertise contributing to it, and it just kind of was a good reminder that you can't do it all. And I think it kind of goes back to my reason to even join the industry, like the amount of resources that a company like this can offer you just to help you be good at what you like doing. So yeah, not necessarily a specific project. We're still kind of getting our feet wet in some areas as a new team. Um, but, you know, just wait. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, that's half the fun is I feel like when you have new projects and you get to figure it out, that's a different challenge. And that's also a fun part of the Yeah, absolutely. So, Brandy, what do you think or what do you hope would be the most significant mark that you'd like to leave behind in terms of empowering the next generation of women uh, in the the energy sector? I think, you know, leading by example, having um, women entering the industry, um, you know, kind of like maybe pulling me in as an example or someone that they feel confident enough in to mentor. Um, would be a great way to kind of leave a living legacy or I don't know if I'm a legacy, but <laughs> you know, that, that realm of that, that line of encouragement of, you know, continue to take initiative, not being scared to insert yourself and, and, you know, being able to just continue to share that and educate young ladies that are just as interested and in joining, you know, this kind of crazy world of oil and gas that we're in. No, those are great comments. I like that. So given your kind of experience between oil and gas, marketing and all of that, if you had to come up with like a new 
or not even come up with, if you were to notice in this industry a piece of marketing uh, technology or tool that you wish was more normalized or used more often, what would that be? I think um, probably, you know, you have to, it's on the digital side. And COVID kind of taught us that. And I think embracing all of these digital technologies that are coming out, ChatGPT, it would be probably one that I would like to find a nice balance and being able to insert into a role like mine without taking away the fun and creativity that I have. So I think there are lots of like technologies coming out, but understanding like how they could be balanced to where there's still like that human touch and that thing that cannot be replaced. Um, you know, join your team as an additional like resource. So <laughs> would kind of be like where I would where I would take my game changing technology uh, to implement. Yeah, that's definitely been a hot topic of, gosh, every industry lately, ChatGPT. I I think it's pretty cool. I like it, like you said, like as a tool, as an additive. And I think a lot of people are afraid to use it. And I'm still a little shocked when I meet people who don't know what it is because I'm like, where have you been? This thing is amazing. So I, I, anytime I meet someone who has not used it, I, I whip out my laptop and I'm like, well, let me show you something. This is very cool. And then like the, the whole fear mongering, Oh, it's going to take our jobs. I'm like, if you've used it, you'll know it's not going to take your job. And if that could do your job, you're not doing a very good job. Like you got to do a little bit more. So I, I, I think that's a, a super cool thing for you to point out is chat GPT. I like it. And I like all this sort of I guess, integrations that they're creating with it as well. So I, I think it'll be fun to see how that shows up in the oil and gas yeah. sector. Um, Lizzie, what about you? Any technologies that you think would be cool? Well, so honestly, I, if, when it comes from a technological innovation side of things, just myself personally, I'm, I'm less of an ideas person. I know that that's not my strength. Um, so I think there's probably a lot of people that would have a lot of better answers to that than me. I'm more of a, hey, you got an awesome idea. Great. I'll run with it and I can execute it. But the ideas aren't, aren't uh, that's not my strength. Um, but there's probably lots of new tools just like chat D- GPT, uh, such as virtual reality tools that can can help out on the engineering front models, show your uh, technology and things like that. I, I love that answer because I, I have a very similar standpoint. Like I'm never going to be the person that invents something. Like I can take an idea and I can make it happen. Like mm-hmm. I will get it done. But if you're like come up with something new, I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's I don't hard. know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a certain person. It, it, I really think it does. Or a room of people with different backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. We've brought it all together. We didn't know how we were going to do it, but Lizzie just did it. This is why we need women in the industry, because when it comes time for ideas, we want a room with diverse backgrounds and people in it. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. We are empowering women in the industry. One accidental idea at a time. Perfectly put. <laughs> and, 
Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm okay with it. So, Brandy, as we are wrapping up, is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners while they are right here listening to you? Um, just that now I have my wheel spinning on what could be the next game-changing technology that comes out <laughs> and how we can use it. So... Uh, no, it's been a pleasure uh, being on the podcast with you all. Thanks for giving me grace and having this be my first time um, on a podcast. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with you all. We've had such a good time. Lizzie, any remaining thoughts from you? No, I, it was a good conversation. Thanks for joining us, Brandy. Anytime. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Energy Pipeline. We had so much fun with you guys today. Um, yeah, so once again, I'm your host, Jordan Yates, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Come back next week for another episode of the Energy Pipeline, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.